Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Join the Cards Against Humanity writers room and a special guest host for a night of bad ideas. You'll pitch your card ideas to the game's creators and the best suggestions will be acted out live by the Cards Against Humanity writers. The worst suggestions will be mercilessly ridiculed. All proceeds from ticket sales will be donated to the ACLU. Join us on June 23rd, Friday at 10 o'clock p.m. in the downstairs main stage of the Greenhouse Theater. Tickets are $10 and the runtime is about one and a half hours. 18 plus recommended. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshiping! And the theme this week is... I am problematic. And so are you. And so am I. So is everyone. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. So, Jen, how are you doing? I saw Wonder Woman and I loved it and I cried and I sobbed. Uh, I saw Wonder Woman and I cried and I sobbed also. I walked out with my, my hoodie was damp. With, oh my god. With my tears. Trin, I tried to explain to someone why I loved it so much and I started crying again hours later. Jen, I walked home from the theater and I cried literally. I got I got home and was still crying. Here's the thing. It's not just like a good superhero movie. It's just a damn good movie. It is. It's I beautiful. It. Everybody in it is beautiful. Even Chris Pine did a good job. And Chris I had Pine. no hope in him. Oh yeah. Chris Pine, if you're hearing this, you're welcome to be a guest on our show. Yeah. I'm sorry that I didn't believe in you until this moment. Chris Pine is hearing this. Uh, he is uh, widely known as a friendshiping fan. Oh, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Great good, job. You were not even the top 10 best things about Wonder Woman, but their yeah. list is so long that you still, you're still on. Yeah, you still you're made around. the top 100. And, and you should be proud of that. You should. Oh, the ice cream scene. No, we're getting into spoilers. I'm not going to talk about it. But so here's the thing about Chris Pine. Listen, so you notice how we just spent a whole ton of time talking about Chris Pine? Yeah. Okay, so we're problematic. This is why. Because we were talking about Wonder Woman and we just spent the whole time talking about the male co-star. Fuck that. We are literally what the media does. I guess we're horny today. We're horny. Well, so like I'm horny for everybody in the movie. Yeah, let's be real. Me too. Yeah. But like, that's not an excuse because... She's amazing. Yeah. All the women in that movie are amazing. Robin Wright? Oh, my God. I didn't even know she was in it. Where have I been? (laughs) What a surprise. Surprise, Robin Wright. It was pretty great. Yeah. So here's the thing. Listen. So you know how I was like, we're like the media? Yeah. So there's this thing where um, male co-stars in movies will be congratulated by the media for like allowing the female lead to like take the charge or whatever. Oh, for being cool enough to step back and let a woman do something. Yeah, isn't what that the gross? Fuck? <laughs> That's like congratulating men for babysitting their own kids. Yeah. You can't babysit your own kids, dads. Right. Don't don't pull that shit. Don't even use that word. Like Chris Pine, my my beautiful uh paramour. Listen. You got millions of dollars. You don't need to also be congratulated for not acting more. Yeah, for just being a person. Yeah. And doing a decent job. Doing a job. Like, would I like to be congratulated every time I end a day at work? Yes. (laughs) But it doesn't happen and I don't expect it. Yeah. Anyway. Do you want to talk about problematic people such as you and me? Yeah, I'd love to. So we got a big, long question in our asshole, and we feel that it's important to give the entire context to this question. Jen, do you want to read the whole damn thing? Yeah, I will. 
I said something pretty shitty to someone once. It was a joke at their expense. I was pretty stressed and anxious at the time, which is absolutely not an excuse, and that frame of mind caused something terrible and dark to crawl up through my vocal cords. The darker part of me wanted something that had gone wrong to be somebody else's fault, even though in reality it was just a thing that happened and nobody's fault. I regretted what I said immediately, but due to shame and guilt, was unable to adequately apologize. The joke in question, I said, was something sexist. The person I directed it at was more of an acquaintance than a friend. I didn't see them a lot after the fact because this was some time ago and we were in different classes. If I apologize on social media now, is that the right thing to do? Or is it creepy and weird and just re-traumatizing someone by bringing up a past they might prefer to forget? If I try and meaningfully apologize now, how do I know it's about them and not about me trying to feel better about myself? I live in a different city and I don't expect to ever see this individual again in person and we don't have any of the same friends. So I guess in a way I should just forget about it, but I find the guilt still lingers. Thanks. Wish you well. Hope you have a solid rest of your day. We hope you have a solid rest of your day, too, sexist. We're about to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> I would, okay, listen, saying a sexist thing doesn't make you a horrible, horrible person. If that's true, everybody on the entire planet is a horrible, horrible person because you are steeped in a society that devalues women, people of color. Um, you have to be very active about not fucking up. Like, that's just the default state of a human being at this point is a problematic person. Yeah, I mean, we're not all Wonder Woman, okay? Yeah. There's only one Wonder Woman for a reason. Yeah. The rest of us are fucking up yeah. all the time. Always. 24-7. If, like, we have so many things to, like, unravel here. But one thing at the top I have to say is, like, you need to get more accepting of the fact that you, you, you listening to this, you will fuck up. You're going to make mistakes. And just accept it. And then the closer you get to accepting it, the better you'll get about apologizing and the better you'll get about not fucking up in the future. And I guarantee you, I think that, did they say this was like years ago? Okay, the first sentence says, I said something pretty shitty to someone once. That seems like a long time ago. He also says they're in different classes now, so it has to be like... Yeah, they don't live near each other. Right. So I guarantee you, I I know that your default reaction to this, you're going to be mad about this. So try and, and kill that before I say it. You have absolutely said sexist shit between then and now. Yes. You have thought sexist things like you absolutely have. Like, I mean, it's not like I said, it is the default state of a human being when you're brought up in a society that devalues women, people of color. That's just that's life. Yeah. And okay, this person said, is this apology really for me? Trust your instinct on that. It sounds like this apology you want to make really is for you. I actually think it is. an. I I totally agree with you, first of all. Uh, But I actually think that it is a big and good step to say that out loud, you know? Oh my God, yeah. The fact let me, that let the, me back up and actually do give some good credit to the asker here for being like, hey, wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't apologize because there are so many people that would be like, I'll make the apology and everyone will be fine. Right. Like, I, I think that this person is coming from a place of um, self-education, which is awesome. I mean, obviously you need to do a little bit more, but the fact that this question was asked rather than you just went off and apologized to this woman, the thought you had some hesitation speaks very well. Uh, you're, you're at least uh, in like level 101 right now. Yeah. Yeah. So good work. Yeah. You could graduate 101 pretty soon if you, you know, keep up the good work. Yeah. Um, and I agree with Jen. I think like right off the bat, let's ask, let's answer the one real like question that was in here, which is, should I apologize? No. On social media. Oh, uh, let's answer the one real question that was in here. Uh, and the question is, should I apologize on social media? Absolutely not. No. 
Especially no, no, no. because it's a public forum and it's very clear that when you give somebody a message on a public forum rather than, you know, a text or an email or something, one, you don't know them very well. Uh, and two, that is publicly viewable. So it, I think it looks like a non-apology sometimes when it is presented in a way of like, this is available for kudos giving. So true, Trin. Here, everyone in the audience of this comment can pat me on the back. Right. And we're not saying, like, I know that we keep on saying, we're not saying you're terrible. We're not saying you're terrible. It's this, this is a really sticky situation because we have to be honest about the fact that everybody should be actively fighting against feeling these things and thinking these things all of the time. Um, but we also don't want to give you a pass. Uh, it is, it, I, that's really end, the end. I was going to keep talking, but I think that that was the end of that statement. Yeah, we're not going to give you a pass because here's the thing. You didn't just make this comment because you were stressed and anxious. You made it this comment because you are have this whole galaxy of sexist and racist garbage surrounding you. You didn't pull this comment out of nowhere. You didn't pull it from the dark part of your brain. You pulled it from your brain because right. you're a human being and this is the society you live in. Everything you've ever learned, put that little worm in your brain and you accidentally let it out instead of keeping yourself in check. You are not doomed, but you definitely should do the work without making the apology. Right. I agree. Um, and I wanted to mention that I noticed, um, Jen, you and I keep on saying sexist and racist and et cetera, when this question really revolves around like being sexist. Uh, and the reason why we are naturally doing this is because Jen and I, as cis white women, uh, we have to train ourselves against things really other than sexism because we are kind of on a different level, you know, being women. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I wanted to and this may be really uncomfortable for people, uh, but I want us to give some examples of things we have to do and think uh, and and uh, thoughts that have gone through our head so that you know how common it is to have this bullshit training kind of like, you know what it's like? It's like racism and sexism and all this garbage are, are this like angry, mean dog that lives in your head. And you need to either like you need to ch like I'm not saying chain up the dog. I'm saying put them on a nice little leash. Maybe like try and take care of the dog. Try train and take them. Tra take the dog to freaking training. The dog is always this is an immortal dog. Yeah. In this example. Oh, yeah. This dog will live forever. You're never going to be rid of this dog. Nobody will take the dog from you. The dog's off. The dog is ugly. It's not your job. It's not anyone else's job to train the dog. Oh, my God. This metaphor is getting better and better. Yeah, metaphors usually go the other way. They usually unravel and get worse. This one's getting better. This is great. Yes. Uh, give the dog a bath. That 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 killed it. Uh, I was hoping that if I said more things, it would just magically make sense. Um, <laughs> the dog, the angry dog in your head, needs to be bathed, groomed, taken care of, and trained all the time. And if you stop training the dog, it will go back to its bad behavior. Oh my god, Jen, you're incredible. Thank you, you for saving up. my metaphor. You, you know no, what? I set them dump up, you knock them down, and that's the way uh, we, that's how we do. It was an alley-oop. So, Jen, let's talk about our dogs. Not Mavi, your beautiful dog, and not my two awful cats, but the dog, the bad dog that live in our brains that we fight against. Yeah, this is going to be uncomfortable, but I'm going to say it just, for, just to be an example of how fucking common this is. And if you want me to go first, let me know. I'll go first. Okay, it's you okay. got it. I just, I, I always want to have like, I always have the instinct of like, I want to protect Jen. I know. And you know what? You're a grown ass woman at 18 years old and you can take care of yourself. I'll be 19 soon. Yeah. And you'll be legal for so many things. Wait, 19 isn't, it's not a milestone at all. Anyway. 
go ahead and tell us about your racism. <laughs> okay, so here's my embarrassing story. Um, and it's not like the one time I was racist. Like, this is just like a pretty commonplace thing that sadly may ring true for many of you because this is like the shit we live with. Okay, here's what happened. Uh, I was walking my dog toward a specific dog in our neighborhood this beautiful husky dog that i'm just in love with she's so sweet and she doesn't like mavi it's pretty funny (laughs) but i always stop and say hi because i like her so much and one day when i said hi there was an asian woman outside with her and they were like clearly i was gonna say they're together like they were a couple (laughs) no the the asian woman was like walking this dog they're a family they're a family yes thank you they were a family and i said hi and like introduced myself and then moved on with my life and then a couple weeks later i saw the husky dog in the in its backyard with someone else a man and just because this man was white i'm i had this fleeting thought in my head like instinctively as as fast as you can snap your fingers it flashed through my head that oh that white man must just live in the apartment building and that was my thought instead of thinking that he was part of the family just because they were different races and like you know i didn't interact with any anyone but this was the thought that went through my head and i was so embarrassed and i was immediately like Oh, come on. Like, that was the thought in your head? Just because a woman of color couldn't be? Oh, God. Anyway, I'm embarrassed talking about it, but this shit happens. Absolutely. This is the shit we're steeped in, and I'm not saying this. No one tweet me and reassure me that this was okay. It was not okay. You reacted appropriately to your own thought, you know? Like, you didn't let yourself off the hook. You were just like, okay, well, you know, like, I have absorbed these ideas from seeing white couples, Asian couples and black couples on TV, you know, like we are steeped in the idea of segregation, you know, especially I think um, in America and in Chicago is one of the most segregated cities. Like so and I'm not saying this to, to take Jen off the hook either. But what I am saying is that we have to be aware of how we are trained and where. And instead of Jen saying, well, this is a normal thought, we actively decide no. We don't want this to be normal thought. Um, so I have, I have a decent example. Um, so the other day I was reading a tweet uh, by a black male friend about how black maleness is in America is an overabundance of personal space uh, because it, at large society is taught to fear black boys. And it's garbage and it's sad and it's uh, influenced by an overabundance of media coverage on small crimes by black men. Uh, and an underabundance and of media coverage on white people doing crimes. Doing crimes sounds like a ridiculous phrase, but you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Um, and and just the uh, the idea of like the thugness of African Americans and the automatic innocence of other races is it's ridiculous. Um, so I I have been afraid that I have been doing this somehow. Um, so I've been trying to police my own understanding of personal space and touching. Um, I'm not a very touchy person. Uh, but even so, I did notice that I had differences in how comfortable I felt around different people. And that is a garbage thing that I'm actively trying to train myself out of. We have bad dogs. In our brains. In our brains. Gnawing. They're gnawing. All the time. So yeah, so now that we're both thoroughly embarrassed. Yes. And shamed. Yep. Properly and appropriately. Let's go back to shaming the asker. I love shaming the asker rather than myself. So they asked, can I give the apology on social media? And we said no. At first, I gave a little more breathing room to the thought of making this apology. An email, a private Facebook message. I tried to entertain what that would look like. And then I was like, okay, if I was on the receiving end of this, if I received a message from a man that was an acquaintance, 
that I would not see again that I met once and they sent me a message apologizing for a sexist comment, I would be really weirded out. Yeah. Point blank. I would be. I mean, that's the harsh truth. Here's the harsher truth. If I got a message like this, I would think you had an ulterior motive. And in a way you do. Your ulterior motive is to make yourself feel better. Right. And the worst case is I would be like, oh, this person, this person's trying to sleep with me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would think to get because you can't just send this message without any context. You have to give context and a context is like, hey, do you remember me? I said this, blah, 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 blah. And to get a message like that in my day from someone I didn't know, I would be like, no, 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 hard, hard, hard pass on this one. Not getting involved. So just so you know, Asker, that is where I personally would be coming from. I would not be pleased or feel better to receive a, an apology like this. I'm kind of laughing because um, I think you got you took like three steps to get to. I assume that they're trying to sleep with me. That would be my first thought. Really, that's my first thought. Anytime uh, a man who I don't know emails me or gives you a compliment, oh, a man you don't know gives you a compliment. You're like, well, OK. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that this isn't too discouraging to the asker because we don't mean to be discouraging. Um, and I think that being discouraged and giving up and, and giving up on training your dog is the worst outcome possible. The worst outcome possible is you leaning in and doubling down and saying, no, I deserve to feel better. I deserve to get an answer to my apology. I am going to do this. Um, that is something that we actively have to fight against, too, is that, yes, like, I know you you will feel better, but don't. <laughs> I know it bothers you that there's someone out there in the world that thinks you're sexist. You got to get over it because I'm sure you are sexist. This will not be the last time you make a sexist comment. But I, I mean, this could be the last time. You, but you will do better and you are not doomed. And you just have to fight the urge to try and fix this one tiny problem. Really, you got a lot of other problems to work on. We all do. Yeah. Uh, the truth is that even noticing that you made a sexist comment. Some There are people who don't even know that they're being racist. Oh, God, yeah. Isn't that horrifying? There are some people that are like, I would never use the N-word, so therefore I'm not racist. There are some people who th- do not know that asking a trans person where they are in their transition is not okay. Like, like they, there's, you're still, I, like, I, I, again, we're trying to ride the fine line between, like, giving you too many kudos and, like, discouraging you. Uh, but you're doing... C minus. <laughs> if this is the first time you're hearing about these issues, such as sexism, <laughs> racism, transphobia, I could go on. If it's the first time you're hearing about how to handle these issues, I'm sorry it had to come from two cis white women. Yeah. Sorry. Like that should be sorry. We yeah. should be sorry. The world should be sorry to you. Um, but the next step is to look up opinions. Start listening when black people talk. Yeah. Um, And I know it sounds like a tiny, tiny thing, but follow some women and black people on Twitter and Tumblr. Don't comment on the things that they say. You're not ready yet. You're not ready. You're still a baby bird. You're not even close. Uh, But just uh, I think that part of flooding your social media with other opinions and normalizing other kinds of people's commentary in your life is a really good way to give the dog treats every now and again. I was just going to say that, Trin. It's a really good starting point for starting to train the dog. Right. You will start noticing things you did not notice before. Things that were previously invisible to you will become more visible. You will never be the same. 
I'm so sorry. I just realized I had this incredible conversation with my brother the other day. So uh, (laughs) he said something fucking racist. And I said no to that. Uh, And then I said, why don't you just Google why do blank people do blank thing? Because, because <laughs> like, do that. Because I know that the response, if you Google, there are reasons for that stereotype that are sad and historical. It's really, really important for you to fight against those, those sp- stereotypes that are in the back of your head. And if you even reach out for the tiniest bit of information, you'll find out that your assumptions often have a basis in just a really terrible history of trauma. And just a fucking Google search. Right. Not asking much. You've Googled way less important things than that before. I totally agree. Google, why are women so emotional? Let's see what they say. <laughs> why are women so emotional? <laughs> you know what's funny is when I Googled that, it pulled up, why are women so beautiful? Oh, why are they? No one knows. Oh, my God. So the first article is, are women more emotional than men in psychology to today? And the, the blurb on Google is men could be described as more emotional than women, too. So there are apparent sex dis- differences in emotion, but how we interpret those is very important. Wow. There you go. Like the ups and downs of pregnancy emotion. Why women are tired. The price of unpaid emotional labor. Ooh, read this one. This is if good. you're wondering why women are so emotional, here's 33 reasons. Wait, let me see if this is sexist. Oh, this is awesome. Because women, especially women of color, aren't given equal pay in many cases. This is fucking dope. So, like, just Google it. Go fucking Google it. And when it comes to your, this situation, this one moment where you messed up, here's what to do. Write the apology and then not send it. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Right? Write yeah. a little letter. You will, people will be, I think you'll be stunned at how good that feels. I've done this. I did this recently. I, I was at the gym and I was, other things were on my mind and I started to get upset because I was running on the treadmill. Well, I wasn't upset because I was on the treadmill, but I will say it didn't help. And I was running and I was getting emotional and I was like, I just got to talk to this person. So I started jamming out an email and then I was like, okay, now we'll see in like 10 minutes if you still want to send it. And then 10 minutes later, I felt so free. Yeah. I felt so much better. This might free you up emotionally. And most importantly, it will not put the burden on the person that you made the mean comment to. I agree. You will not be the bully that comes back to ask for forgiveness. Sometimes it's important to trick the bad dog that lives in your brain. You can do it. You know, like if the bad dog is acting up, just honk the car horn. You know what I'm saying? And like get them excited for a trip. You don't have to drive them around town, <laughs> you know. But if you honk the horn, they'll get excited and maybe they'll, they'll stop being so distracted by like that squirrel. Yeah, you got to tire out the dog a little bit. Does that make sense? I don't know. But you know what? I don't care. Because what's important is that this is a great metaphor that we both agree is great. It's great. It's really good. So what if this person completely ignores our advice and decides to apologize anyway? Well, first of all, fuck that person. Okay, definitely. I could see that being a possibility because I know how much I know. I know how bad it feels to know that you hurt someone, that you made a sexist comment and you so badly want to take it back. I Everyone has the moments where you're lying awake at night and you're like, oh, I wish I just, oh, I hate myself so much for saying that. I know. You got to live with it. But if you do decide to apologize, by God, make it short. Make it. I love that you wrote us a long email explaining the situation. You're allowed to do that. Do not do that for this person. Mm -hmm. You should not give an apology that has conditions. I'm sorry if. No, 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 no. I'm sorry that I said that thing. Right. And not I'm sorry if I hurt you. I'm sorry that I hurt you. Yes. 
Um, but man, please don't do it. But like, we also like, here's the thing. Don't do it. But we're realistic in that, like, you're going to do the thing that you want to do, regardless of how much we yell at you. Right. Yeah. Um, you can't pull this person into a conversation either. This isn't a dialogue made to help you feel better. It honestly sounds like you know that based on the email you sent to us. And that makes me that makes me feel good. But remember, this is not a dialogue. Even if even if you want to start a conversation with this person, it's not. I just keep on thinking about how this person did a really good job with this email. Mm -hmm. And they talked a lot about how, um, you know, I understand this urge that I just want to feel better and I'm going to do this apology, blah, blah. I'm still stuck on the fact that this person thinks that they haven't said another sexist thing. You know what I'm saying? It says, I said something pretty shitty to someone once. Once. That's not right. Let me ruin your day even more until you've said something pretty shitty to many people many times. Yeah. Uh, and so have we. Yeah. There's these things called microaggressions. Um, we've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, you know, being a sexist, being a racist isn't just saying the C word or the N word. It's in every movement that you make. It's in, again, how much how much uh, personal space you give to certain people. It's in. It's in the small interactions you have every day when you go get your coffee or when you hold the door for someone or don't hold the door for someone. It's when you call the barista sweetie or you call them, uh, I'm trying to think of, my or, brother. Or, my brother. Yeah, I was about to say, or when you're talking to a black person, you lower your voice. Right. Like, it's, we're not trying to convince you of your own shittiness. We are trying to tell you that your dog is bigger and badder than you think it is. Exactly. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Yeah, but it's work that that good people choose to do. I believe in this person. I do too. I really do. This sounds like a really, really good first step. Yeah, gotta start somewhere. Thank God you're starting. Right. There is nobody on this entire planet who is perfect. Like you might see this, you know, person on the Internet or like Twitter who's like, you know, do having all the hot takes and doing all the drags and stuff. And you think they have a beautiful manicured poodle living in that brain <laughs> with like uh, like a heated water dish and like all this stuff. No, they may have that beautiful dog in there, but they still have a fucking dog in there that they have to take care of all the time. Maintenance. You don't just let the dog go without water or food. Still got to take care of the dog. The dog gets very mad when it's not fed. Yeah. And dries out. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Dried out old crusty dog. We have, oddly enough, been recording for over a half hour. Oh, my God. It Let's feels like that up. was 10 minutes. We covered a lot of ground, I guess. We did cover a lot of ground. Do, should we do it in conclusion? Yeah. This is one of those times I think that warrants like a good list at the end. Agreed. So, number one you have a dog, a bad dog that lives in your brain, and its name is the Kiriarchy, which is an all-encompassing word that refers to sexist, racist, shitty feelings and thoughts. You are going to have this dog forever. You need to take care of the dog, take the dog to training. And what that means is you have to choose every day to do the good person thing, which is to be active about the shitty things that society has trained inside of you. And also don't write that apology. Also, don't write the apology. Don't write the apology. Let this person go. Free yourself up emotionally by maybe writing this apology that you wish you could send and then don't send it. 
Mm-hmm. And I hope that um, our examples of microaggressions and shitty things that we've had to train ourselves of uh, will make you understand that nobody's trying to drag you. You're not a horrible, horrible person. You just need to put a muzzle on that dog. Yeah, you're not a hero or a victim in this story. Oh, my God, Jen, that was perfect. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're not you're not a hero for wanting to apologize, but you're also not a victim because you can't apologize. Right. You're just a human being trying to do better. I really think that you will. I think this was like Trin said, a good first step. Yeah. And I just wanted to add this little side note for people who have just fucked up. Um, this person, obviously, we think this has been a few months have passed. But if you fuck up in the moment, it is always OK to apologize quickly and succinctly in the moment. Like. I'm sorry, that just popped out of me. That's not me and not what I want to be like. The end. Great. And that does not put the burden on anyone else to be like, oh, no, it's okay. I think you're great. Blah, 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 blah. Nope. Just apologize. Let people move on with their life. Yeah. Oh, man. You okay? You seem down. I'm just thinking about the world. Don't do that. Think about Wonder Woman. Oh, I love Wonder Woman. I know. I know. So Did you hear that they almost cut out the entire battlefield scene? Wait, like towards the end? No. Oh, my God. That was the part where I cried the first time. We're not going to give you any spoilers about what actually happens in the scene. That was like that. Oh, my God. That would be such a crime, Trin. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Okay. You know, I cannot tell you anything that happened after the 20 minute mark in any superhero movie, except Iron Man 2. Because I've seen (laughs) it so many times. But like, I just like it's so boring. And it's the same convoluted shit. At the 20 minute mark of this movie is when I was like. Oh my God, it this is, is it is so on. I am completely on board. Here we go. This is the best. Yeah. I can't believe they almost cut that out. I know, Ooh, right? Thank God they didn't. It would have been such a boring... Okay, so, all right. So, so you, you losers <laughs> who haven't seen Wonder Woman yet, you've got a week. you got a week. You have only a week and you have to do it. And uh, don't torrent it. Mm-mm. Give your money to to women filmmakers. Um, well, no, here's the thing, though. But like, if you're like super poor and you have kids who really want to see it, I'm not going to fight against you. Just email friendshippingpodcast at gmail dot com and let us know, and I'll buy myself an additional ticket and go see it again so that it'll all even out. That's brilliant. We'll <laughs> I, buy you a ticket. This is. Uh, I'm going to limit this to like two more of me time yeah. seeing, seeing this movie because yeah, this is uh, some restrictions may apply. Yeah. <laughs> So this has been friendshiping uh, with uh, racist Jen and racist Trin. Oh, God. Isn't that sad? Uh, I know. Uh, don't call me that, but it's totally fair to call me that. I'm going to call myself that forever so that I continually try every single day. You can email us your questions at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to our show at friendshippingpodcast.com. Maybe that's how you got here. But if you got here on iTunes, you should leave an iTunes review. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, we're at Do Friendship and we like you. Thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. Can you yell one more time? I love Wonder Woman. What did you think about Chris Pine's lips? Thought I wanted to kiss them.